Welcome, hello ladies and gentlemen, to the Arcade Holiday Games Cast, where we talk about the infinite amount of games that there are to play. And I believe we are on episode 12. And before we get started, I do want to talk a little bit to you about something that's very annoying to me. But I can't complain too much because I've brought it upon myself. My wife and I recently decided to do the old Smile Direct Club. And you may be able to tell that I have a plastic prison on my teeth right now. (laughs) Probably pleasant to listen to in the form of a podcast. So if this annoys you, I'm very sorry. But um, I'm going to try to do this with them in. Um, And if it sucks, I will take them out for the next one. I think that's a fair deal. And, um, you know, we have decent insurance, so these things don't cost that much. Now, I have had some friends and people tell me like, hey, this might mess up your bite. It might cause issues. We're rolling the dice here. And with my luck in 2020 and even in 2021... Um, this is probably going to mess me up really bad, but we're going to go with it and we're going to remain positive and see what happens. I mean, I, my dentist was, you know, is very close to me. So my plan is to go in and, and get a checkup in about a month and make sure we're all going well with the, uh, aligning of my chompers. Anyway, um... Yeah, it's, I mean, so far, Smile Direct Club seems pretty cool. They give you everything you need. And, um, you know, it just makes your teeth sore if you've ever had braces of any kind. Something that may make your fingers a bit sore is a game called Rezogun. Um... Rezogun came out when the PlayStation 4 was released. And this game was actually... It's an interesting game because it captures a few different things. One, it is old school arcade mixed with tech demo capabilities for the PlayStation 4 upon its release. And it actually, you know, was unique at the same time in its gameplay. And we'll we'll kind of discuss that a little bit. But, you know, the PlayStation 4 was released in 2013. We are now in 2021. Holy moly. That doesn't feel right. But uh, in North America, it was November 15, 2013. 
When, if I remember correctly, when you bought a PS4, it wasn't that this thing was preloaded onto the PlayStation, like Astro bought with the PlayStation 5 is. But I think it was free if you had the PlayStation uh, Plus subscription, which if you had a PlayStation 3, you, you probably did. Um, so anyway, this is a, they call it voxel-based side-scrolling shoot-em-up video game <clears throat> made by a team in Finland for Sony Interactive Entertainment. And we should probably talk about voxel for a second. I know you're super interested. Um, because who wouldn't be? This is, uh, this is, this was some pretty new, uh, somewhat cutting edge stuff, but in, in 3d computer graphics, a voxel represents a value on a regular grid. Okay. In a three dimensional space. I hope that makes sense to you. It's a little a little hard to understand, but essentially what you need to think of, I guess, is like it's a rendering of like a structure in a volumetric display. So um it's not like polygons. Um it it's it's a little bit different. Um, so, you know, if you want to look this up, you can obviously Google what a voxel is and you can get down to uh, everything that there is involved. Sorry, let me mute that. Um, involved in making a voxel and how it is rendered. But... um you know, essentially ray tracing, ray casting, things like this can be applied to voxel. I'm not sure if they can on 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 polygons, if I'm honest. So we, we might we might have to do a deep dive at some point on this. But regardless, this was this game came out, you know, when when it was out, it was really kind of understood to everyone. This is a demo of what the PS4 can do. The PS4, when it was released, um, they were really into the amount of um, particles that could be on screen, right? Like debris and and light sources and things like that. Um, this game was a pretty good representation of that. Essentially, the base of the game is is you you are. A little spaceship, you know, and I think of like Galaga when I when I play this game. But and you were you were flying around a cylinder type surface. So if you're looking on to the ship, you're side scrolling. So you're looking at the side of the ship and you're shooting either left or right, but you're moving around a map that is a circle. So if you go left, you will eventually return to your point um, in a matter of time. 
And the point of this game is, uh, I mean, I think the story base basically is you have, um, you are a ship that is trying to fight off attackers onto your world and save humans um, while, while fighting off the attackers um, in, in this map. And there's several different maps that have this. And you have to break out the little humans. I mean, they're really just represented like little bitty green, green guys. You know, small, kind of small compared to your ship. But you just hover over them and pick them up as you're blasting away space, space things. But it was such a fascinating game because, again, the amount of particles, the amount of uh, like there was rain, there was all sorts of crazy lighting and. In the explosions, you could really see a large amount of debris and things falling around that you could never see on a video game before. You know, not not while you're playing. Sure, there was, you know, graphics and cutscenes and things like that, rendered animations. But this is something that is in a space that you control that you could, um, that you could essentially, uh, cause some chaos and, and see like a lot of cool things kind of pop up on the screen. It was quite the visual experience, right? Like uh Tetris effect is something that's come out kind of a recent um, history, like in VR and just Tetris, Tetris effect just in general is like a visual kind of spectacle or experience. And, and that's it. in that case, even audio, but yeah, you take your little green guys and you try to survive and you have to like take them to an extraction point around the cylinder um, without dying and without them dying. And then, you know, there's something so satisfying about this game is that you get, you eventually get like these rockets or power-ups that just, when you get in trouble, you can just clear the whole map. So you see this wave of explosion and light go around the full circle and kind of wipe everything off the screen. And it's quite satisfying to see that much junk get blown up. Um, you know, we as humans, I think we just really enjoy things blowing up. Like, let's be honest. Um, seeing things explode is quite fascinating. Now, if you're like, no, nah, nah, that kind of scares me. Like, yeah, I get it. Sure. But... It's also kind of cool. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so this game was put out, like I said, and it was kind of put out as like a demo, but it actually turned out to be something quite interesting because I, I had never played a game where you went around a cylinder and you had these different levels and each one of them, you know, had a boss that was kind of unique and how you would destroy it. Another great thing about this game is there's no reason it should have been multiplayer but it actually was. I remember playing with a friend, um, my boy Jesse Backstrom. I think when we first got our PlayStation 4s in 2013, this is one of the first games we ended up um, playing together. And it was it was just kind of a fantastic experience. I just remember it being something my eyes were just, uh, just all over. Like, it, you know, the gameplay itself was not something that, you know, it, it felt not old, but you've done it before. If you've 
played video games since the 80s, you've probably played a side-scrolling or forward-scrolling spaceship shooter or something like Invaders or something. You've probably played it. So that basic concept of the control is there, but it really was an audio-visual treat to see that happen. And I think that most people... Um, would say that. So it was a game that was a demo, but I really think there's some potential there. I mean, you know, something, every, everything these days is, you know, everyone wants to make a franchise of every, out of everything. And some things are fine just to stand alone. I get that. But this is a game that I felt was even the very light amount of story that was in it was kind of fascinating. Um, I don't know if I want to call it like it had an anime feel, but it kind of did. Um, I feel like there's been animes where I've seen like this, like spaceships and worlds being destroyed and that animation kind of would lend itself well to this environment. And I think maybe the lighting, the neons reminds me of Japan, Japan or Japanese things or Japanese art, like a la Final Fantasy, um, seven and some of the persona games maybe but but yeah it, it's it's an interesting game if it ever goes free you, you should pick it up and just just play with it because i bet even on a playstation 5 or you know modern day it would still hold up as quite the treat um makes me actually want to go try to play it but yeah this um finnish company um uh what are they called house house marquee I think is how you would say that. Um, they've been around for a long time, but they, they put this game together. And in the 90s, they had games called like Stardust and Super Stardust. I believe they were just these kind of games, right? Like space shooters. Um, they've put out games like Outland with Ubisoft, which I, I never had a chance to play. They also put out Alienation. Which I believe I I turned on for a second, but I didn't actually um, play it too much. I think that's a four-player kind of Diablo shooter. Kind of difficult from, from my memory. But they also have another game coming out soon. And you may have seen this. It's getting a little buzz lately called Returnal. Where I don't know much about that game. I just know that you're a lady in a horrific space situation and you're running around quickly blowing things up. And that will be a game that is in, on the PlayStation 5. One of the you know few PlayStation 5 games uh, that I know of that's coming out this year that is only on PlayStation 5. Something they're kind of touting is a big deal. I believe it's a roguelike, but... Um, it's, you know, we're going to see what they do. Uh, it's probably going to have a pretty cool animation and feel to it. I mean, you know, the Resogun's great. So we'll, we'll give it, we'll give it a whirl, um, and see what's going on. And, and it's interesting that they have that partnership with Sony to come out with these games, kind of like releasing with the new system. You know, they seem to kind of be. Um, in step with each other, which is cool because, 
you know, Resogun's a great game. They, they've really put together something pretty cool, and hopefully Returnal will be pretty cool as well. Um, so as I said, this game, when it came out, was included in my PlayStation Plus um, cost, but I, I, I don't know how much it was, honestly, when it came out. I think this game is a $10 game at most now. Um, if you have a friend, I think you would have a pretty good time with it. It will give you a very nostalgic nostalgic feel, but also will um, kind of please you audio visually. You know, put some headphones on, really listen to it. it it's it's quite good on sound design as well. Um, I never beat all of it, but I did put probably six to eight hours into it, which I can't remember how many worlds or maps there were on this thing. This thing gets pretty hard. I'll be honest. Um, she can select different ships. I think you do unlock different ships for different tasks. I never really got that far into it, but but I was in a good place when I played it, and I really had a good time. And I think it was most fun playing with a friend. Um, but um, I want to say it's couch co-op as well. You might want to check me on that. But if you haven't tried it, and you know you're sitting around, you're like, man, I just want to play a game for like pretty cheap. I mean, it's probably available now on PlayStation now, or it might be, it might even be free, honestly. I'm not sure, but it's, it's something that you can check out. Um, if, if there's anything I hated about this game, I don't really recall hating much of anything about this game, honestly, which is kind of weird to say, because usually there's something in every game that annoys me or bothers me. Um, so I got really nothing there. I don't remember hating anything, but I did love the visuals and I did love the um, music and the sound of this game, which I've you know kind of harped on this whole time. So that is my thoughts on Resogun. And if you, you know, it's an old game now, but boy, I can imagine it still kind of holds up you know, because it was an audio visual demo. So if you're looking for something that feels old school, but also has a very neat look and feel and sound. Um, maybe this is a game you pick up, burn a few hours on, but I think that's going to be it. Um, and boy, my teeth hurt. Um, but that's part of beauty. And I think we all know that that is what I'm going for. That I'm trying to be as beautiful as possible. Um, all right. That's going to be it for Rezogun in episode 11. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful, wonderful week. <laughs>